welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Leanne Lai Lacaba. She is the CEO and co-founder of 2XU. She's an author. She also is an international speaker and a blogger. We're going to talk about all about her businesses and how she got started. And maybe she even has some tips for you guys. Hey, Leanne, how are you? Hey, Alexa, I'm doing good. How about you? Good. Thank you so much for joining me today, all the way from the Philippines. Like, that's crazy. That's mm-hmm. so cool. <laughs> yeah. The, the magic of internet. <laughs> right? Oh, so, very much so. Um, so how have you been? How are you doing with your business right now, being with COVID and everything? Things are pretty good. Just our, our business is all remote and all online. So um it actually grew our business being being an online uh, executive assistant um, company. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Um, how did you get started with everything? Like where, tell us from the beginning where you got into all of this. So I started working online when I was 15 years old. I started as a writer. Um, that's why, you know, blogger is still, is still <laughs> part of my uh, title. Um, and basically kind of just do, kept doing that. I kept getting like side gigs of being graphic artist, video editor, marketer. So I kind of did most of like the creative space when it comes to working online. And then when I was uh, 18, I moved to, uh, I went through the Super Typhoon Category 5 uh, Yolanda, where I almost sadly died. And then since then, oh I've kind God. of made a uh, pivot in my life where I um, moved to another city on my own at 18 and uh, then started working with this uh, U.S. publishing company. So I was a, um, a writer in a, in a book publishing company. It was so exciting. Uh, and then I ended up becoming CEO of that company um, with, with uh, sh- the sheer grit and of a willingness to just keep doing and keep going. And then a few years later, we started at, well, I, I basically partnered up with the owner of that publishing company to start 2XU um, because it was something that I really wanted to start. Um, we started as a course actually on how to hire virtual assistants online. And then it ended up that one of our, um, basically one of our students said, hey, I like what you're teaching. Can you just do this for me? And I was like, yes, we can. Um, so that's how, how 2XU actually got started was just someone who didn't want to do it, do it themselves. And two years later, we're still running it. We're still growing. That's amazing. I mean, you've just done so much in that, that short couple of years. I mean, it's so, it's so cool. So are you, it's 2XU. So is that now like a, are you kind of like the, a business that gives people virtual assistants or are you the virtual assistant? Um, for us, like I, I'm the one who, pro- who provides. So our, our specialty is really in hiring, managing, and growing executive assistants. So it's a little bit um, the way that we, we present it is, and the way we train our assistants are more, basically it's a little bit more premium just because we also, we give them like a lot of soft skills training. That's the biggest thing that um, we've really focused on is we, t- we teach them like self-development, you know, uh, leadership skills, communication skills, um, how to manage teams, how to manage projects. And then at the very, uh, the biggest point of view is that we actually train them on how to become entrepreneur, like how to think like entrepreneurs so they can help their clients the most. Um, so like for us, we source them, we find them, and then we, we take care of the best we can. We say, we always, uh, we have a funny saying of like, we empower the assistants to empower the entrepreneurs. Very cool. So you're an agency basically, which is, yep, that's, so, that's so cool. That's fun. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. cool. It's fun how you can get different, um, like you just started with basically being a class, like a course. Mm-hmm. 
And now look at what you've done. Yep. Um, and you also, in your bio, it says you're an author. Can you tell us a little bit more about your book? So when I was seven, 16, 17, I started writing this book. Um, basically, it was just a collection of like short stories that I, that I really liked writing. Um, and when I was 18, right after the, the almost dying part, uh, I was like, I'm going to publish my book. I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to, uh, because like no one's going to publish an 18-year-old from the Philippines. Uh, so I'm going to just do this on my own. And basically, I self-published that book. Um, a few months later, when I got when I started working for the publishing company, they were like, "Yeah, we can we can publish this, um, right? You know, f- these few more short stories, we can make it into five books." And we made it into five books, and uh, it's still up on Amazon right now. I'm working on my uh, for the first time, I'm writing a nonfiction book. Uh, so wow. I'm st- I still got it. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Um, what's like been your favorite part about all this? It's always going to be that um, for me, writing is so therapeutic. It's real un- therapeutic and automatic at the same time. Like it's like I can write a thousand word article with like my eyes closed actually, and then give me an hour um, and I'll be able to write that much. Um, it's something that I do love doing and something I continue to do, even though running um, a business right now. Um, it's just something that whenever I dive into it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is familiar. Like, this is nice. Yeah, no, I I actually published two novels too, self-published on Amazon, Mm -hmm. and I'm actually republishing them this week. I've actually been reading, rereading them and editing and everything, changing a few things. I know. So it's, I'm excited, but, um, so how do you get your business out there? How do you get, um, executive assistance? How do you get involved with companies, companies, like entrepreneurs? How's your marketing going? So ours has really been referral based. That's been the amazing thing is like our, you know, our clients love us so much that they just keep referring us to their friends. So we started with that one guy and then just kind of um, word of mouth of us, you know, talking to other people, then they recommend their friends and their friends recommend us. So it's been that kind of cool web. Like I'll I'll be able to, like, if I look at our uh, client list, I'll be able to trace back who was the original person who introduced us um, just because it's been that way Um, for marketing wise. I'm, I also am a YouTuber, so I'm literally everywhere. I'm, I'm audio, <laughs> video, and uh, written. So like um, for 2XU, like we produce 10 to 15 pieces of content every week. Um, that's not even including my own piece of content that I put out on my, my own personal branding. So I, I'm a huge fan of just creating content, of giving away free content also, and teaching people how to do certain things. Um, so yeah, that's our marketing. So um, on like how we work with our clients and getting assistance. So a lot of what we do is we focus on three main things. So we've kind of created what we call like the scale you formula, where if you had the right tasks, so we call it 80-20 tasks to be based on the Pareto law where, you know, uh, out of the 10 things that you're currently doing right now, only actually two are the things, main things that you should be focusing on. The, you delegate the rest of the eight. Um, so that's kind of the, the finding those right tasks. The second one is what we call bulletproof systems, which is just creating SOPs. Uh, so you have like a recipe book of all the tasks that are getting done in your business. So if your assistant leaves, because they will probably will, because like life happens, then you have a backup of what, what, if, what they've been doing. And then the last one is basically a loyal second brain assistant, which is where 
the, all the training comes in is we train the assistant, like I said, to think like a entrepreneur, how to uh, consider different things, how to make decisions, how to be confident in those decisions. So then uh, the, the eventual goal is that uh, the client is able to scale their business in whatever way that looks like, whether that's taking four hours just working or or some for some of our clients just taking four hours a week off. Uh, so it really mm-hmm. depends on on what kind of lifestyle you want to build, but that's we, the assistant support that basically. And then everything is um, your virtual. So it's everything is online. So yep. like they don't have to be in the same state or anything. No. And uh, the, the magical thing is that for our clients in the U.S., because we also have clients in Australia, for the those in the U.S., while they're asleep, their assistants working. Their assistants are are getting things done. When they wake up, these whole list of things are already done, um, and they get to start their day knowing that someone else already did most of the work. That's pretty inspiring and pretty amazing. Like you probably never thought, like when you first started at this publishing company, that all this would be where it is today. Mm-hmm. Nope, no. If you told me, if you told Leanne of like even just four years ago of where things are at, she wouldn't have believed you because I was like, what? <laughs> How service based is this? What? <laughs> what has been like the most challenging part of all this? The most challenging part is that it is challenging part and my favorite part still is it's just it involves people like it it I could create all the systems that I want I could create um, I am very nerdy when it comes to systems um, but it still has to depend on the kind of the person that we're hiring and the person that we're working with and kind of doing that that match that's kind of the the challenge is, is it usually takes us four to eight weeks to find someone for somebody mostly because of of having to find that match of what are the strengths basically that the client has that the assistant can amplify and what are the weaknesses that they have that the assistant can also help um help them hold up um basically if if the weakest of one of a client is they don't like math we find someone who could do math uh if that's something that's essential to their business so that's kind of the like I said, challenging and most favorite part it's just like both sides it's it's human it's taking care of people it's um you know uh Last month, we had another super typhoon go through the Philippines, go figure. Um, and our most of our assistants didn't have electricity, didn't have internet for a few weeks. Um, some of them until now still doesn't have any. Um, and for me, like I kind of just thrived in taking care of everyone. I kind of became everyone else's executive assistant for about two weeks, you know, making sure that they have groceries, making sure they have water, electricity, uh, you know, finding yeah. co-working spaces so they have electricity. So it's kind of, that's that's where I kind of thrive. That's where I kind of uh, really like being it's like the stress of it all. Like, you know, it's going to get done. Yep. So I used to like want to do event planning and like I used to be partly an event planner. So it's all the stress mm. of everything. Yep. But you know, it's going to get done. And it's just till it gets done. It's just like, a gotta go. I yep. gotta go. <laughs> exactly. Um, speak, like you were talking about just a minute ago, like the systems that, so do you create the systems? Yep. So that's, that's, that's one of, you know, second favorite part is, is uh, building the systems is making things easily repeatable. So like, for example, like um, how I train an assistant about six months ago on how to become a social media assistant um, is, is 
slightly more different versus the someone that I would train now because the systems are always improving of like, okay, if we add this training to here, we can have them this. We can, if we ask them for this output, we can have them do this. So it's it's an ever-evolving system on how to train someone to be, literally become someone's second brain, um, which is always fun, a fun challenge for me uh, to figure out. So um, yeah, this, it's, it's mostly me at this point and I'm slowly training my own assistant on how to help me create systems. Um, so it's, it's a process. Wow, like you wear so many hats, like all of this. I mean, you're the trainer, you're the one thinking of everything, but you're also creating your own content. Um, and I think I saw that you're maybe even doing a podcast soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarter, third quarter of this year. <laughs> wow, like how how are you mentally? Like, how are you doing? Like, do you get a lot of anxiety from all this? Or like, how are you like holding up? funny that you asked that because I literally had an anxiety breakdown last Wednesday. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I, I don't with, blame you. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with my mental health, it's my mental health was a very interesting journey in itself. And I'm very open about it just because like a lot of people struggle and don't yeah. talk about it. So I'm like, I'm going to talk about it. Um, so it, it did, <laughs> right. So it did start with the, uh, the, the post-traumatic stress disorder, what I had after almost dying. Um, basically uh, that's kind of triggered everything else of like finding out that, oh yeah, I've, I've had anxiety since I was like 12. Um, I just didn't know that's what it was because I literally would uh, hyperventilate in school right before a really big exam. And I had no idea oh. why. Um, so like uh, that was kind of the, the journey that I started on. And then I got um, chronic depression. I was, um, uh, I was borderline personality disorder at one point. So it's, it's been a yeah. interesting journey in learning how to cope and basically unlearning a lot of the things that I thought life should be um but like lately like 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 the the anxiety breakdown the other day that's like super rare now like I used to have them almost every day uh and now I'm having them like once once a month or once every like quarter even like I haven't had them in a while that's why it was so that's weird. amazing like, what's happening I'm like am I okay I'm like oh this is what it is oh okay okay I'm gonna be fine <laughs> it's basically that at this point <laughs> I get it um can I ask about your story and uh, your, how you almost died? So the place where I grew up in the city I grew up in was used to typhoons. So I was, you know, we're in the Philippines. We, we're literally facing the Pacific um, and, and, and my whole hometown. So it's like every time there's a storm that it will, mm-hmm. you know, 90%, 80%, it'll, it'll barrel through our city. Um, so we're kind of used to it. And then for me, uh, like my, even my mom left that day, um, not day, two days before the the storm, because we're like, oh yeah, it's just another storm. You know, I'm going to go to uh, the city. I'm going to go get training for my employer. And I'm like, cool. So I'm going to be the one in charge because my dad um, also works overseas. So uh, then on the day, I was like, this is pretty strong winds. Um, and basically I just kind of did what my routine is, which is, you know, cooking food for my family, um, taking care of my siblings, making sure that they're taken care of. Um, and this is like 18 year old me. And I was like, just starting my uh, third year in college. Um, and then uh, the interesting thing started happening where water started coming into our house. And apparently when it's a category five, there's this just, uh, and then there, it's coming from the ocean. There's a chance for something called a storm surge, which basically is short for tsunami. Um, just no one told us that. <laughs> they kept saying the word storm surge, but we have no idea what that meant because it's never happened before. Um, and then that's kind of where 
uh, it started getting really bad was the water was really rising really fast inside of our house. Everything was sealed. So the water was just coming in through the cracks of the doors. Um, and then, so I kind of tried, made sure that my, my family were like, okay, we're going to go to the second floor. We're going to, um, you know, we're going to barricade ourselves in one of the rooms where we can get to the roof if we needed to. Uh, so we kind of just did that. We, I made sure that they were all taken care of. And then I went back, even though the water was already on my chest level, uh, we went back. I went back to get more of the groceries because I was like, I'm not sure if this water is going to go down or not. Um, I better just get the rest of the groceries. And um, that's when the water started really rising. And it was just just me at the bottom floor. Um, and because all of my family, I made sure that they were already up there. Um, and the water started rising up to my neck. Uh, oh and my I was God. like, okay, I'm going to, I think I'm going to die today. I actually oh. had that thought um, of like, because I had oh. like groceries in one hand, I had this big um, oil lamp on the other hand, and I had even a matchbox in my mouth uh, because was like, I was just going to carry everything. Uh, and then, and then my mother's, um, all of our furniture started flowing, floating towards me because it was wooden furniture. So it was all um, just floating. Oh and I was, I, I know I like, I remember that split second of like, I think I'm going to die today. Um, and then I had, and this is always my favorite part of the story to tell of like, people always say that you have, you know, your life flashes before your eyes, right before you're about to die. Mine flashed forward. Mine showed me the path that I was on, which was, graduating from uh, it was one of it's one of the top schools in the Philippines I was going to become a lawyer and then my mom and I were going to find me a job in the U.S. Um, and then kind of just live there for the rest of my life that was kind of the, the plan that my mom and I had um, and I remember hating it I remember like no I don't want that I don't I really really don't want that um, and then I made that decision that if I lived it was just, it was literally, I think it was just one second, but it was just, my brain was, was going so fast um, that if I was going to live, I was going to consciously make decisions in my life to change it. Um, so then with that in mind, as I spit out the matchbox, I scream for my brother. Um, he comes running down. He sees me like wide, eyes wide. And like, I toss him all of the things that I can toss him. Uh, and until this day, I have no idea how, but I got through the railing and, and then up to the second floor. I like, I like, uh, a few days afterwards, I was like looking at a railing. I'm like, how did I climb that? Um, <laughs> but I did. Uh, and then, you know, every every day since then, I've made conscious decisions about who, the person that I want to become. I've, you know, now I have this this business. I've started multiple businesses before then. Um, so it's it's been that moment still until now. Um, it's been eight years since since I almost died, but it's still something that fuels me. Of like, okay, this is this is how far I've come from that eighteen yeah. year old girl who just wanted to become a lawyer. Wow, I love that, and it's probably honestly like pure adrenaline, and someone mm. was looking out for you. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I I had a similar story about when I was four. Um, I was actually at a day camp. And I was, I had bangs. I don't really remember the story, but like I'd been told it mm. so many times, but I was like showing, trying to show people how they float in the water and my lungs filled up with water. And mm. when the counselors were looking, I was floating at the top of the pool. And apparently I was going towards bright, warm light. And they told me it wasn't my time and mm. I was revived. And so like I had died and then I like was revived, but I don't remember, oh. unfortunately, I don't remember any of this, but like my, apparently I told that to my parents that night mm. and it's just all like, crazy timing. It's just like someone looking out for you. Someone looking out for me. It just mm -hmm. wasn't, we weren't supposed to 
not be Less here. Yep. Exactly. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I think what you've done and what you've created is so inspiring. Um, before I let you go, I have my little game I like to play. Mm -hmm. I'll ask you five quick questions about yourself, and then you'll be able to tell us where we can find you. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite drink? Coffee. <laughs> I like An ice it. latte. Good ice oh, latte. <laughs> yes, it's the best. Um, favorite TV show or movie? TV show revolves, but I guess always is, I'm going to say The Good Place. Um, okay. Yeah. And then movie, Harry Potter. Any Harry Potter series, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually only seen like one Harry Potter. I don't know why, but I liked it. I just have never seen them. Everyone it's, keeps it's, telling me I have reminder, to. Like, so to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? You're stronger than you think. I like it. Um, describe yourself in five words. Passionate. Uh, crazy. The best way. Um, a bookworm. Um, nerd. <laughs> and um creative like it and what does success mean for you success can mean different things for different people like uh if mm -hmm. if you were uh you know for a single mom of three that's her definition of success she she has three kids that she's raising and she's really proud of it or someone who could be um which is my dream of living in new york and be having an office there <laughs> um that could be someone else's definition of success so success is always depending on how you see it um it's then just a question of are you happy that's actually um, something that I've learned in the last yeah. few years of like, it's just that now for the question of, are you happy? This is something that you like doing. Um, so that's kind of like my own little, uh, how I think about it. I like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely because you can be successful, but it doesn't mean you're happy. Yep. Exactly. And then sometimes people just like, if they're happy, that means they're successful too. That could, mm -hmm. it's all very different. Do you ever, exactly. are you still planning on trying to get out to the U.S. or do you staying in the Philippines? Mm -hmm. Now I, I, I have a US visa and I've earned it and everything. I just I just need to um it's funny because like so many people say that you could just find a US. I'm like, but I have a specific goal. I want to go to the US being invited as a speaker. Um, and that's when I go. Like I don't want to go just just as a tourist. I want to go there as a speaker being invited to a conference. Um, so that's kind of just that's kind of still the goal and um opening up different branches also all over the world for 2XU. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And can you tell us where we can find you? I'm literally everywhere. So you know, <laughs> my main uh, place is my YouTube channel. So it's just literally just my name, Leonine Lakaba. I have also on, I'm on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I have like 30,000 followers there randomly. Wow. Um, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, basically, like I said, just everywhere else. Uh, I'm, I'm, you just search my name and it's all the same branding. Very cool. Well, I will have that in the description below. Um, this was another episode of Hey Alexa, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.